You are now listening to the Claim It Podcast with me, your host, Trisha Huffman, your joyologist. Normally, on this podcast, I have conversations with people who intrigue and inspire me. Those episodes go live every Monday, and I love talking to people and getting into the journey of their lives. I hope that when you guys are listening to those, the reason I get into so much of the past and talk about like what they thought they wanted to be as a you know when they were growing up and stuff is because I want you wherever you are in your life and in the world to see like these people that we look up to and are so inspired by or intrigued by you know things have not always been smooth sailing for them that maybe there's been like twists and turns they had eight different careers before they got to where they are today so um yeah normally i have conversations with people and we get into the journey of their lives how they got to where they are today and how they get through the day today and sometimes i come on with a solo episode and it's been a while Mainly because I've been focusing on other stuff. You know, if you've been listening to me and following me for a while, I am really, really head first, full force into writing my first book. Um, So while I've kept the conversation episodes going, bring my bullshit, I call bullshit videos are mostly back to weekly, but I pause those for a little while too. Anyway, I'm putting some things on pause and... um, Solo podcasts were one of them. Also, there were a lot of things going on in the world that I felt like mm, just putting out one episode a week is good because you can go listen to pe- you know, people talking about anti-racism from black educators and stuff like that. There's a lot of information that can be taken in right now that doesn't all need to come from me. Not that it all ever all needs to come from me, but you know what I mean. So I was taking a little step back. But... This week, a couple times, I've had this pang of like, you know what, I'm going to record a solo episode about this. And then I would get distracted or forget and start doing something else. (laughs) So what the this is, because I just got another pang, is, you know, in all of my episodes, I ask the guest how to apply this thought to their own life. What is easiest for me is not always what is best for me. So I ask them to say, what is easiest for me is to do blank. What is best for me is to do blank. And that's been showing up these little, Trisha, is this the easy or is this the best? A lot this week. I mean, always. Um, But I thought I would come on and go through some of them with you again to help you have, hopefully, have you looking deeper at your own life and your choices and where you have gotten, you know, like stuck in these routines and patterns that are easy but are not serving you. And also, by the way, it's easier and best for you for a reason. I'm not saying what is easier and harder for you. So sometimes we make it be hard when it's actually like, you know, sometimes what's best for you is to relax. Sometimes what is best for you is to say no to people, you know, like, so the, 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 the opposite of easy in this scenario does not mean hard. But a lot of times it is the harder choice for us because we are so into a routine or a way of being that we naturally gravitate with the, like, I have to keep being productive. I have to say yes to everything. I want them to like me, so I'm going to say yes, whatever it is. So anyway, a couple ways that it was showing up for me this week is um, 
I mostly work on my own, but of course, over the years, I hire people to help me, freelance designers, photographers, virtual assistants, people to help package goods when it gets busy, all sorts of things. And I'm sure if you run any sort of business or in any sort of managerial position, basically if you work at all, I'm sure you get that hiring people (laughs) can be challenging. Um, It is for me too. And I, you know, I'm on good relationships with everyone that I have worked with in the past, but some of the people, naturally, we parted ways just because, you know, they were going into different things in their life. Like a couple of my designers that I loved were no longer taking freelance design projects because they wanted to work on their own work and stuff like that. So I found myself in a position this week where I'm like, okay, it's time to, you know, start hiring some people to do this and this again. And um, I do have some contacts for a couple people, but this fear of what if it's not right? What if it's too hard? Maybe I just better reach back to those other people. You know, they said they were they were going in a dir- different direction a couple years ago. So maybe right now they'd be ready to work with me again. <laughs> um, and also seeing like, well, also, even though we did good work together, of course, there were struggles in those relationships, business relationships as well, that they weren't always necessarily like, yes, this was the best working relationship ever, which of course, when is it you know, ever going to be? But anyway, what I was realizing is it's easier for me to go back to you know, using the people I already know, even if those, working with those people was hard for some reason or wasn't ideal, that it is natural for most of us to go back to you know what we know rather than to try to put new out there. And by the way, the, I have designers that are sending me their work and I think it looks great, but I don't know what makes me resistant <laughs> to try with those people when it's just like, you know, that what do they say? You know, the something you know, the discomfort you know is often easier than the discomfort you don't know. I don't think that's the phrase, but you know what I mean. So that's one way I saw that this week. Um, also, I think I've talked about this before in like a friendship episode with Tristan Prettyman, perhaps. We did a couple of those. Maybe I'll bring those back, the Ask TNT. Those were fun. DM me if you want that to happen. We can make it happen. But um, also, you know, sometimes I'm like, I just want to talk to somebody, especially right now, been at home for so long. I am for sure getting stir crazy. Um, I'm wanting to run away from my family on a regular basis. I love them. But, you know, being at home with the same people <laughs> day in and day out for six months will do that to you. Um, and so get in my car and like want to call somebody to vent, to talk. And again, I normally would go to, or in the past, I would go to call people that I know like to talk on their phone, will answer, will talk to me. But I have to remind myself, how do I feel when I talk to those people? You know, like I got in the habit of having some some friends that were like my phone people. I mean, I love them in person, but like they were the ones that, like I said, they answer their phones a lot. But also usually at the end of those calls, I didn't feel great because we were just venting about what was happening. Um, it didn't feel like I felt any completion or hearing. And so I had to remind myself, okay, who do I call that I can still vent? Cause I totally believe in venting, but like that the other person I know will be able to actually able to hear me 
listen to me, be there for me, and then I can do that same thing for them. And that's also a learned thing to do. So one, learning to do it more with some of these people. And um, two, just like reminding myself, so right now I think I'm going to call this person because I feel like they will answer. But how am I going to feel at the end of that conversation? And we don't always know. So I could, what I ended up choosing to do was I tried to call the people that I know I feel great after talking to. They didn't answer, put on a podcast, I put on some music, I jammed out actually. Yeah, I chose music over, over the podcast that day. But also the choice can be call these people that I don't feel good after talking and start to create this new relationship and new conversational style with them. But also knowing that not everyone is in that place because also maybe I don't feel good after talking with them because they're often distracted when they're talking to me. Maybe they answer the phone all the time because they're not like me, whereas like I only talk on the phone when I'm by myself in a quiet space because <laughs> otherwise it's just distracting <laughs> with the kids and everything. So it's again not blaming people or making them wrong if I feel like they're not there for me, but also setting up t- these spaces in our relationships. What was easiest for me was to hit phone, like hit call this person. But how was that going to make me feel? How do I want to feel? I wanted to feel heard, seen, loved, appreciated, empowered. And so while none of those people were able to answer the phone, and I was didn't want to call somebody that I was going to, you know, feel this other energy with, I chose music. <laughs> other ways, um, you know, I can notice it is that sometimes it feels easier to like just get upset with people than to have the conversations and talk about the things that are bothering you about them. Like again, especially since we're, no, most of us are at home. <laughs> So there might be people we're living with that are getting more under skin or people you're not living, people you're working with, you know, anybody. But sometimes it feels easier to just to keep it to ourselves and become all irritated and get all these things bottled up and explode. What's best is to sit down, have a conversation, express in eye languaging. You know, you when you said this or you did this, it made me feel, I felt like this or I feel this way. You know, how do you feel about this? Um, Creating a space for open dialogue. And again, instead of going into blame, but going from how you're feeling, how things are affecting you. And yeah, and sometimes I feel like I can see many of us, I'm pretty good at getting out of complaining actually, but... From how I grew up, I think from society coaches us to that in many times it feels easier to just complain and bitch about everything than to feel like, how can I make this work for me? Like, yeah, I'm sure a lot of you are doing virtual learning with your kids right now. It's not ideal. And I've already, we're less than a week in and yeah, there's been some technical difficulties. But instead of me bitching and complaining about how terrible this is and blah, 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 and this is just the worst and I can't believe that my five-year-old or four-year-old has to be on three calls a day, I look at, you know what? This is better than nothing. I wish they would be in school. Instead of me complaining about the technical difficulties, I get in and fix them. I write to the teacher and make sure things are working on my end and get help. So what's easier is not to complain and bitch about things and to act like everything sucks, even when everything might suck. For me, it's always best to dive right in, 
see how I can make it work. You don't even have to make the best of it. You can. But again, I'm not trying to like be, um, you know, forcing positivity. But for me, it's just about seeing what is and choosing that. It's not like this is the best toxic positivity, not doing that. My way of life is seeing this is what it is. Can I change it? I can't change. Oh, I can. You know what? I can opt out, opt out of this distance learning if I don't like it and choose homeschooling or just choose to not do school for my kids this year. I've seen some people doing that, especially for younger kids. So you do have a choice or I can choose, wow, this can be a frustrating system, but I'm going to choose to make it work because that's life. <laughs> so those are some examples just this week. <laughs> that the what is easiest for me is not always what is best for me idea has been nudging at me. Where has it been nudging at you? Or where can you look at now? Where do you want to shift into what is best for you? Even if it takes some initial discomfort. Another totally topic, another totally different topic, but something that I also noticed this week is that do you ever notice when you see news, hear about something in a friendship, like let's say um, a friend of yours, family member, you like have just found out, oh, that, you know, like they lost their job or you just learned they're getting a divorce or had a heartbreak or something happened and that you want to be there for their, them. You're like, oh no, I'm sorry, that sucks. How can I help you? But one thing I've noticed is to make sure you're tuning into wanting to come from a place of true love and support and not coming from a place of, oh, what happened? I need to know the details. How come I didn't know that there was a problem in your relationship or with your work or whatever? That like when you are choosing to show up for someone to be coming purely from love and even like I'm someone that I love to know the details, especially when I'm like, what? You looked like this happened obviously recently for me. People that I thought look like the happiest, most loving couple ever constantly posting their trips and how much they love each other and appreciate each other, then like announced they were getting divorced. And I, of course, was like, oh no, I feel bad. Wow. Okay. That person is going through something right now. I want to be there for them. But a part of me wanted to be like, what? I'm so confused. Have, has you guys just, have you been having problems and you just hide it and you only show these things? Like what? Like I love to know information. Obviously I ask so many questions in my podcast. <laughs> I really dig in deep. So I have to make sure to pull myself back and if if and when people want to share those details with me, they can. I don't need to know that. How can I be truly showing up and coming from a heart and not be like, let me ask you all these details because that person is in mourning. They're in grief. No matter what it is that's happening, a divorce, a job loss, you know, whatever it is, that they're in emotional pain. And so like, why, you know, not trying to make anything be about me. Let me know the information. Or also sometimes I've noticed myself being wounded in the past to like, <gasps> How come you didn't tell me you were having problems? And then again, that's making it be about me. And I've also seen, understood now later in life with juggling more things, including family, that I would get hurt when I didn't know something about a friend. And then again, being like, well, when we're going through something that's challenging, a lot of times it's hard to open up to people. So sometimes like, People only open up to one person. Sometimes they're only talking to a therapist. Sometimes they're only talking to like one friend that they happen to see a lot, you know? And so again, to check yourself and like, where are you being hurt or harmed? Because 
your friend didn't open up because you didn't know everything that was going in, going on in their life. I don't think, I, am I the only one that's done that? <laughs> and again, like having these initial pangs of, oh, how come they didn't tell me? It's okay to not make yourself wrong for that. But again, come to that second thought. I think we talked about it, what was it, in um, Jenny Schatzel's episode, perhaps, or maybe Meredith Atwood, but it would be both of them, that the first thought, you know, is something we're trained to think sort of thing. The second thought is what really matters. So you can get the, how come I didn't know? Why didn't they tell me? And then go, oh, I love that person. I want to be there for them. This is about them, not me. Showing up from a place of love. Maybe one day they'll tell you all the details when they're ready. Maybe they won't, and that's okay. It's not about you. <laughs> so kind of two different spins, but I've been wanting to share that second idea too in the past when I noticed some, myself in, in reacting that way a couple months ago too. It was like when, especially it happens with breakups, it seems to be that it's like people like make publicly announcement somehow that, you know, this breakup, this disillusionment, and then it makes me be like, oh, I want to know everything. <laughs> and then be like, pull back. This person is hurting. This person is grieving. Show up from your heart. Tell them you're there for them. But you don't need you don't need to be trying to dig in there. <laughs> and you also don't need to be trying to fix people. So those are my thoughts for today, for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, yes, the Own Your Awesome app is celebrating its two-year anniversary this week. The app is still on sale for 99 cents if you listen to this this week. Otherwise, it's only $3.99 regularly. So it's a super affordable. The price never goes beyond that. There are no like add-in. You have to pay for this now. There's no ads. And I add cards to the app constantly. So there's hundreds of powerful thoughts and affirmations in there to come to at any time. Pick a card. You can set a daily reminder time in the app so that every day at the same time you get a little nudge to go pull a card. There's a journal section in there. You can easily share the cards. So if you don't have it yet, go get it. It's in the Google Play and the Apple App Store. Leave a review for it, please, if you have it. And if you do, DM me at your joyologist and I'll enter you in my giveaway. If you do have the app, also go share some cards on social media and tag me and DM me and you'll be entered in the giveaway. There's going to be five winners. You get gift certificates to my store or win a 30-minute one-on-one call with me. 30 minutes doesn't sound like much, but trust me, we get into a lot in 30 minutes. <laughs> so go get the app leave a review, share the cards. And while you're, while you're in the review leaving mode, if you haven't yet, please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and leave a review there. And if you leave a review for the podcast, screenshot it and send it to podcast at yourjoyologist.com and I will send you a gift from my product line. Um, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Follow me at yourjoyologist and... Um, I'm really excited to keep bringing you awesome episodes, guests, getting in deep with them, with me, and sharing so much more with you. What are you thinking about right now? Where are you going to choose what's best for you and get a little bit out of your comfort zone? 